hope. We need new inspiration. New powers. New abilities. New names. New faces. New champions of what's true and what's right. Welcome to the Heroic Origins Podcast. Welcome back, True Conceivers, to the Heroic Origins Podcast. I'm Terrence. And I'm Dave. We've been saying for weeks that we're going to have a big crossover event, and we will. We're still working on it, and it's going to be great. Yeah, it's going to be extra special. So, uh, But uh, in the meantime, get ready, because we're going to do a special episode of... Superhero. This is to tide you over until you get to the great crossover event. Well, we got several really choice questions here that we're going to go over and uh, uh, give you uh, give you some give you some answers. So, Dave, what is our first question for this superhero sidebar? Well, we decided on a couple different questions, but the first one uh, I have in my my list here is: What is the best superhero movie? So that's that's a. T- Tough question. I, I was looking at all the superhero movies, um, and you know there were some that I had forgotten about. Um, but I, it's an interesting question because you've got. I, I had to break them down almost into categories myself. You know, um, and these are superhero movies, not comic book movies. I didn't do no. I I, de- I deliberately excluded comic book movies. So something like okay. Sin, Sin City is not in there. Um, three hundred, not three hundred. No, no. Ghost World. Nope. Nope. None of those. Um, but, uh, I did, however, I did. Okay. I did consider non superhero, superhero films, basically ones that are not explicitly superhero films. Um, but actually are really superhero films. And <laughs> okay. That's, I, I know that doesn't cause it's like 300 <laughs> is definitely not a superhero film, but right, you've got, right. got a movie like, um, did you ever see the movie Chronicle? Yes, yes, and that was the and there that were was superpowers involved. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were they were all telekinetics, and there was it was basically an origin story for superheroes, mm. and it was built around found footage. And right. I thought that was like ah, that was really really good. I thought that was really that, good. Um, it was very well done, and they never came out with a sequel. And I do true. blame them for inflicting us uh, afflicting upon us uh, Dale DeHaan, who I'm not a big fan of him. He's he was the guy that ended up playing the Green Goblin in one of the uh, the Amazing Spider-Man films with uh, oh Andrew Garfield Spider-Man, yeah. the Amazing Spider-Man. Those exactly, movies. yeah. He was the Amazing <laughs> Spider-Man's uh, Green Goblin, and it was eh, not very good. He also did. Um, I will say those movies were not on my list. <laughs> he was also in uh, a comic book movie, not a, not a superhero movie, but a comic book movie called. Uh, was it Vespian? Boy, this superhero sidebar is going really well. He was in the 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 the, the city of t- a thousand the, planets. It was is that Valerian. Valerian, yeah, yeah, Valerian. Yeah. Valerian. I watched about five minutes of that film. It was terrible. <laughs> I couldn't get I, any further. I thought visually it was really interesting, uh, but he was. It, the, the, it was. He was poorly, poorly cast. And actually, I thought, did it seem to you like the the lead? That he and um, Cara Delevingne, yeah, Cara Delevingne, because they had the same eyes, right? They both had yes. the same kind of eye thing going on. <laughs> yeah, they looked on. like brother and sister, but they weren't playing brother and sister, which is like, what the hell? 
<laughs> I could see them playing brother and sister, but they they were they were flirting with each other and stuff. It was kind yeah, of disturbing. It was, it, the whole, like I said, the first, the beginning of that film. There's the flirting. There was the. It was kind of it felt misogynistic. It felt like oh, really yeah. dated, out of place, and it was kind of gross feeling. I <laughs> think because they looked related. The the whole yeah it's it, but but it's those are apparently classic comics from uh, yeah, yeah. France I think from so. what I from what I understood those were really well received comics and they were really supposed to be really cool and I was looking forward to the film because I'd never heard of the books before I mean, being that they were French probably but I looked into yeah, some I was of the really comics disappointed. and they don't look anything like the characters in the comics so okay. I'm not sure but but it was Luc Besson doing it right so he's I, he's an auteur. I, yeah, he's really cool. So he's really good. Yeah, uh, you know, apparently not element. this time though. Yeah. yeah, I mean, but his stuff. I mean, I'm sure it still really looked good if I'd made it through the rest of the film. No, I thought it was a beautiful film. Actually, I thought yeah. visually it was really, really inventive. So, but so, <laughs> so we anyway, we this is this Valerian is the sidebar. <laughs> um, so that was so Chronicle, which which is where Dale Dahan or Dale Dehane. I'm not sure how you pronounce his name. That's where he was he was introduced, and and I'm. I don't know if he's cast right. He's okay, but I he he does a lot of stuff that I don't I don't like him in. Um, another film uh, was Push. Did you see that one? That was the, with uh, um, Chris Evans was a, was a telekinetic, and they had uh, Dakota Fanning. And the girl, yeah, Dakota yeah. Fanning. That's who I was going to say. It's the girl. Um, I I vaguely remember that. I saw it briefly like i I saw it once. I never saw it again. It didn't make much of an impression. You know that one. I actually genuinely love that film um i feel like it's a better x-men film than pretty much any of the x-men films uh it it captured that quality um because it had i mean had a bunch of psychics but they were they were psychics with you know physical powers too like the screaming guys and the uh yeah i i I, to me that felt like how an x-men movie should be and it you know took place in japan so that's, you know, X-Men has a lot of stuff in Japan. And I kind of felt like <laughs> I, I wish that that they could make an X-Men movie as good as that. There have been some good X-Men movie, but none of them really. Have there, though? <laughs> I, well, have there really? I don't think I've seen an X-Men movie that I did not come away with issues on. <laughs> there was a time, there was a time where I thought, I have this on the list here. I thought that X2, X-Men United, was a contender for best comic book movie ever. Um, and I know we've, we had strong disagreements about that uh, <laughs> at the time. And I don't believe that's true anymore uh, because comic book movies have gotten a lot better. They've gotten so much better. They've gotten so, I mean, I remember when the first X-Men came out, I was, I was, a, I was elated. It was a great great film it was a great leap forward as far as comic book movies went at the time so that that did not hold up though over time if you go back and watch yeah. it again it's just not the same well you just realize that they made so many compromises i mean they were like right, we're gonna right. put them in black leather because we don't think costumes are gonna work and, and these well, days that still doesn't bother me honestly that's not the thing that bothers me <laughs> well what is it that bothers you it bothers me how they change characters. They change motivations. They change. I mean, they basically will slap the a character's name on on an actor and say that that's the character, though it has nothing to do with the the books or the characters. Oh, from sure. The books. Yeah. No, you're right. You're right. Um, and X Men has been horrible about just making everybody expendable. There's no 
value to any character that may have a following throughout the books throughout the what is it 60 years of history of the x-men so yeah i mean it, uh, i don't know well we, we we could do a whole sidebar on on x-men probably <laughs> definitely um, yes but uh, uh back to the non-superhero superhero films uh <laughs> the other one i guess the one in just in that kind of subcategory mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, i was thinking though the best one has to be unbreakable which oh, that's is definitely because that is that's a superhero origin movie, and um, you know with Bruce Willis, it's an M Night Shyamalan film. It's one of his two best films, and uh, you know definitely. it's. I, I would say that's definitely a contender for you know best, certainly one of the best made superhero films. But but I decided I wasn't going to include that because it's not explicitly a superhero film. I mean, well, you see, we didn't broach the subject of non-superhero superhero movies before the end and I would have thought yeah there's a couple of those that I didn't consider but I definitely would uh, throw on a list you know uh, the one with um, Hayden Christensen Jumper where oh he was wow the, the that was a bad film what do you mean you thought that was bad I liked that I mean <laughs> I liked I mean you made a whole film about tell people who could teleport and it expl- exploded yeah, that's cool. a bit more so um well, you know, it occurs that you could have scanners or something in there. Too. Yeah, and then uh, the other one, oh, I just had it in my head. What's the other one that I really liked? That was, uh, I mean, actually, would you, well, I guess that's the same, of uh, M. Night Shyamalan with uh, Split. Well, those are. Although that's not a hero, so I guess that's not well, superhero. Well, that's a supervillain, though. But yeah, part but that of the, definitely was a, yeah, and they're part of the same universe. They, he made it into a universe retroactively, right? right. That was sneaky. Right. I thought that was actually really. Yeah, because that was I, it was a twist. I mean, you know, it's like these days you look for the twists. <laughs> it's a twist. You, you look for the twists with Shyamalan films, but uh, I did not see that one coming, and it was yeah. cool. It was cool, and Glass was a big mess, but yeah. it was fun. It was interesting. <laughs> uh, right. Glass being the third movie in that the third trilogy. In that trilogy. Yeah. <laughs> um, but Unbreakable is definitely it, it's just a great film. There, I yeah. think there's no question about that. Also, you know what you could throw in there with your non-superhero superhero movies would be the Matrix trilogy, I think. Yeah, I suppose. I suppose. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not a big fan of the Matrix. Not movies. a big fan of this. Okay. No, I, especially since Dark City came out the year before the Matrix, and the, they covered a lot of the same territory. And I thought Dark City was a better movie. You did. Oh, I, I fell asleep. I fell asleep watching Dark City. It doesn't have martial arts. Tri- and I never went back to try to watch it again. <laughs> it it doesn't have it doesn't have the action in it, but it does have. Uh, uh, we, okay, I think we've talked about this before. I have a philosophy degree, and it is much more philosophically uh, <laughs> dense than, than uh, Matrix movies. Even though the Matrix is built on a philosophical uh, brain in the vat. Uh, so your actual your actual preference would just be a lecture about. <laughs> process no i do like i do like cinema i'm a huge fan of cinema so so i like the merging of it lecture that being said i don't i you know the if keanu reeves the martial arts and the gunplay are not that important to me all right well okay so then let's go to what our actual let's go to our actual question and what are your what is it what is your favorite or what do you think is the best superhero movie 
Well, I feel bad because I had I have to work through this because I haven't decided yet. I have other categories here, Terrence. I have other oh, categories have here. Categories. I do. What's I do. The next category. Well, because there's some. It's hard to compare these because, like, um, I, we already talked about X Men United, but I'm I'm going to say best team film. That was like one of the. I thought that was maybe a, a United one there. I mean, I think Days of, of Futures Past was actually a really good X Men film. <laughs> yeah, you bite your lip. You're biting your, your tongue I, there. Oh, I, my tongue is going to fall off. Okay, right we, we don't have to go into that because that's not my. Neither of them are my choice. But my my okay. best team film, and I'm and 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 this is qualified because I'm not including the. Uh, there's a couple. I'm not including an <laughs> Avengers movie here, but they're in oh. other categories. But my my best team film is Guardians of the Galaxy, and okay. even though I think it's a flawed film, I, I think you know the 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 battle at the very end is a little bit battley it's just whatever um I, I i that movie just got me it just it just got me it pulled the heartstrings i just felt like the the whole tape the the um yeah. the super awesome mix awesome mixtape you know number yes. one was just a great and that connection to his mom and all that stuff just really it, it just it just killed me it just totally got me it hooked me it, yeah, I was going to say definitely. If you're going to go with a team film and it's and you're not including any Avengers, yeah. then I would definitely, I would definitely agree. Now, the reason I'm not including the Avengers is because this one's in the, the the two the two Avengers movies that I like the best are kind of really crossover films. They're bigger than just the Avengers, and I'm talking about uh, one one is Captain America's Civil War, which is really an Avengers movie. Let's be honest. Um, I mean, it's it, it it focuses on Iron Man and, and Captain America, but I mean, they, they, it's all team up there. They, they everybody. Okay. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I'm sorry. I, I I hesitated on that, but I think I agree with you. Yes. But basically, you have all the Avengers fighting each other, and right, and right. they weren't necessarily Avengers at the time, but they're they're crossing over, and Spider Man's there. I mean, it's a, I consider that a crossover event. We're talking about making yes. our own crossover <laughs> event, and that's a crossover right. event, and that was fabulous. It was great. That's a great movie. Um, the other one is Avengers: Infinity War, which is bigger mm-hmm. than the Avengers. I'm not right. classifying that as a as a team movie because I, I do think that that's probably better than Guardians of the Galaxy. But it is. I guess you're bringing Guardians into the world with the Avengers, but I mean, yeah. So it's you have all of their various things converging there. So I can give you that. That's a crossover with everything in the entire, you know, because Dr. Strange is in it. He's not an Avenger. Um, you know, I mean, it's just, yeah, yeah. So to me, that's, that's like the best. I I like the civil war a lot, but I probably the infinity war I thought was as, they did about as good a job as you could possibly do with that large an ensemble. Um, yes, definitely. I I mean, and ultimately though, I think it comes off more as a origin story for Thanos, of some, you know, it does, and that's exactly what makes it work. That's why yeah. it's such a great crossover movie, right? So, okay, so that's another one of so my breakdowns. So that was your, your break. All right, I, I'm just I'm how, going through the contenders say, here. I'm going through how, the contenders. How here, many Chance. more? How many more categories do you have? Well, let's find out. <laughs> okay, uh, let's go with cartoons. Um, <laughs> I, 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 I did think about cartoons, and I wasn't sure if those should should count. As well, films that we were talking about or not. So. That's the question there. Does it count? But it's but it, but I mean you're talking about I, – I narrowed it down to two two cartoons that I think would be uh, contenders. Uh, 
Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse, mm-hmm. which is, you know, definitely the best Spider-Man movie. But that, that, that was like at the top of my list, honestly, yeah. for and, for films. So. But also The Incredibles. It's like The Incredibles is an amazing film. That is it is. Absolutely. And it's it's groundbreaking. And it's a but it's, you know, it's kind of a, a um, you know, it's it's kind of a spoof of, of superheroes in a lot of ways. But. Right. It, it is an incredible film because it's, it's they even no, <laughs> called it that. You know, it's an amazing film. Um, <laughs> Spectacular. <laughs> so those were the contenders that I, I had in that that area there, and mm-hmm. the only other category I have is best solo film. Uh, okay. You know, and this is one where it's focused really on one uh, person. And then you know, I had to think of like an old classic one, and so I had Superman two. That's the best yeah. of the Superman original Superman ones, and. A lot of the criticisms that you had for Batman or even some of the 90s superhero movies, they're not true with that because Superman was a very faithful adaption. And Superman right. 2 was, was – I mean, OK, they have different outfits for the uh, – for Zod's gang but um, than you would do in the comics or whatever. But, but I mean, you know, Superman is a pretty faithful Superman. Clark Kent is Definitely. a faithful Clark Kent. Uh, and, Lois Lane is faithful. And they're right. – they're bang up entertainment at the same time. Right. No, I would, I would agree that that is one of the, one of the best. I probably would give you a Logan over Superman two though, honestly. Well, I actually have that on my list of contenders here. So, (laughs) so Logan there. Yeah. That's definitely on the solo. Yeah. I, I'm not saying Superman two is my favorite. Sorry. I'm, I I apologize. Terrence. I probably put too much thought into this. (laughs) No, you put just enough thought into it. Definitely. Logan, Logan is, is definitely on my list of contenders there. So is, uh, you know, cause Logan's like the Shane of superhero movies. Shane being the Shane come back, you know, or don't go. You don't know that one. I don't it's know. A classic Shane. Western movie? No. It sounds familiar. Alan Ladd? No. I don't, okay. No, I don't think I've ever seen that one. Then that's you don't need to, because it's <laughs> the Westerns are dead. Um, any like uh, anything like Jonah Hex? No. No. <laughs> Speaking of <laughs> <laughs> Oh God. If you pick Jonah Hex for anything, it would be It was a, that was a terrible film. <laughs> um Kick Ass. I have Kick Ass. I forgot about Kick-Ass. That, that is actually a really good movie. And I, yeah. I don't know how to say it. It's like right now it doesn't it doesn't sit in my brain as well as it did. But at the time, I, I, I don't know that there's any superhero movie that I've seen more than Kick-Ass. I went to see that a bunch of times when it came really? out. I really did, yeah. Um, the, my favorite movie the year it came out was Hellboy 2, The Golden Army. I thought that, that was an amazing, movie. amazing superhero film. If you consider Hellboy a superhero, but I'm, I'm counting him as a superhero. Well, you count Batman as a superhero, so yeah. <laughs> Why not Hellboy? <laughs> I think I think the Dark Knight is a contender. I, for a while there, I thought it was maybe the best superhero film. It, it doesn't. It hasn't sat as well. Um, I would say that probably uh, the the other contender I have on here is Captain America: The Winter Soldier. Uh, mm-hmm. Of of the solo films, the top contenders to me are Logan and Captain America: The Winter Soldier. Uh, okay. I, I think those are the two top solo hero ones. And, and I, like I said, I haven't decided yet. I'm going to make a decision here after we hear your okay. your choice. But I, I haven't decided uh, which one that I like the best. But I but I kind of feel right now that it's there's the contenders for me are Spider Man into the Spider Verse if we allow mm-hmm. cartoons, uh, Logan, The Winter Soldier. Mm-hmm. Uh, Unbreakable, 
and Avengers Infinity War and, and possibly Guardians of the Galaxy. So those are the those are what I'm narrowing it down to at the moment. And, and I want to hear your thoughts, Terrence. I want to hear your thoughts. Well, my thoughts are, are very simple. I thought about, you know, just the best superhero movie on a broad spectrum. And I really narrowed it down to two. And like I said, I wasn't sure if we were allowing animated films. So I was I had, you know, Into the Spider-Verse. I think that is by far the best of any spider film that we've seen. Um there's I was just watching the scene where Miles finally puts on his costume and is going out and it just gives me goosebumps still just to see it where he jumps off and he's going falling down. And I mean, I get goosebumps now just talking about it and thinking about it. I mean, that such a, a, a great film. And then my other one, which you already mentioned as well, was the Captain America, the Winter Soldier, which I think. Mm-hmm is the best film of the entire Marvel Cinematic Universe. It had so many things that changed. It was so on point with the character. Uh, so much of the subtle storytelling in there, you know, with the, you know, between what makes Captain America different from, say, Black Widow, you know, where, you know, the the spy craft in it. I mean, it was a very good Captain America film, you know, without it being an Avengers film, without it being anything else but Captain America and, you know, his friendship with um, Falcon, you know, coming mm-hmm. in there. And I mean, there was his relationship with with Black Widow and, you know, he's working, you know, side by side with her. But she has a so different way of doing the same job that he does. And I mean, there was and then, you know, the fall of S.H.I.E.L.D. and Hydra and everything oh, else that came that from speech, that film. That speech alone. <laughs> That speech alone on that the the at the Shield headquarters, where he's telling people, you know, he's trying to get them on his side, and it's <laughs> like, you know, Shield has been intra- has been has been infiltrated by by Hydra, and uh, it's like I oh I wish I I wish I had that I wish I had yeah. that I wonder if I could find that speech or the uh, the elevator the elevator scene oh that's great <laughs> like yeah that's one. You know, <laughs> before we start, any would any of you like to get off that? It's just such a great scene. The the end part, like him with Bucky. You know, I mean, it's all about you know Captain America, Steve, and his best friend. And in the end, you know, he wasn't giving up. On, I mean, all the character. It's very personal for him, and at the same time, it changed the entire Marvel universe. So it was yeah. Here, let me let me give you the speech here. Let me give you the speech. Attention all S.H.I.E.L.D. agents, this is Steve Rogers. You've heard a lot about me over the last few days. Some of you were even ordered to hunt me down. But I think it's time you know the truth. S.H.I.E.L.D. is not what we thought it was. It has been taken over by HYDRA. Alexander Pierce is their leader. The Strike and Insight crew are HYDRA as well. We don't know how many more, but I know they're in the building. You could be stand- They could be standing right in front of you. They almost have what they want. Absolute control. They shot Nick Fury, and it won't end there. If you launch these helicarriers today, Hydra will be able to kill anyone that stands in their way. They must be stopped. I know I'm asking a lot. This is the kicker. I know I'm asking a lot. The price of freedom is high. It always has been. But it's a price I'm willing to pay. And if I'm the and if I'm the only one, then so be it. But I'm willing to bet I'm not. And I'm like, man, that's just that is so good. And obviously I don't do it justice, but the Chris Evans uh delivery on that. So, so good. Yes, yes. <laughs> um, and Chris Evans as Captain America, I 
I find it hard to imagine a better Captain America than he's portrayed. <laughs> he's he's perfect for it. And you know what's funny yeah. is that he was the perfect human torch too. Even if yeah, the rest of was. that movie was was bad. Uh, I don't think the, that movie was bad. <laughs> I thought, you know... I love that movie until they brought in Doctor Doom, really. Well, until Doctor he became Doom, the villain. The problem they've had with Doctor... <laughs> they keep getting... They shouldn't start with Doctor Doom first off. Exactly. Just stop doing... Do- <laughs> The, but but Doctor Doom, yeah, he's like the ultimate version of Doctor Doom, which is nowhere near as compelling as the the actual Doctor Doom. Yeah, um, no, he he just doesn't have any of the of the qualities of Doom. <laughs> so I also didn't like Reed Richards or or uh, uh, Sue Storm in those. I could get past them. <laughs> Honestly, they 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 filled enough of the characters for me to be okay with them. I think they could have been cast better. I, Reed Richards is not a nerd. I think that's the thing. He's he's smart. That's true. But he is an alpha male. He is an alpha yeah. male. And he's, you know, in fact, if you look back at the old Kirby Stan Lee stuff, is, uh, he played on the same football team as Ben Grimm. He was the quarterback and Ben was the running back. I did not know that. I did not know well, he was a football you player. Do. Now you know. <laughs> but he's never been – He's he's always been like uh, – a can-do kind of guy. He's always been a, a control freak, for God's sake. Yes, definitely. No, uh, you're I, right. He, he was never nerdy. I did like, um, and I didn't read that much of it, but the Ultimates Fantastic Four, I believe they made Reed Richards, like, younger. Like, he was a prodigy, and so he was younger. And, and like, he was also an unbearable prick in that as well. Yes, yes, yes. Just of a different sort. <laughs> Yeah, I think that's been the problem. I, I think the way they've been doing – they try to make Richards as like the uh, – I like how we're going all over the place with our discussion here. But but the, but the I feel like the way – I have a theory that the best way to do the Fantastic Four would be to make Reed Richards the soft antagonist in the film. That basically he likes to surround himself with people that are insecure. The thing is insecure. The invisible woman is insecure. Johnny's a kid. You know, I mean, these are, uh, you know, he's, and he's put himself in a position where, you know, he was also reckless to bring them along on the, 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 the original trip. You know, he needed somebody to support him when he was being rejected by the establishment. Exactly. And, and he's, he's kind of in a lot of ways, he's the mad scientist. He's a mad scientist and he's, he's flawed person. And I, Mm -hmm. the way I, I think they should do it is they should take him as, and they can fit in some of the the social justice um, uh, components as well because he is white privilege devi- de- defined. You know, he is like he's like a guy who is just like the alpha male as he sees himself. And it would give the rest of the crew um, they have to over they should have to overcome him in the film <laughs> or in the story in order to beat the bad guy, you know, that he's, he's kind of holding them back in a lot of ways. And, and that should be part of the arc. I think hmm. that would be interesting. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, no, I, I think that, uh, I think that they did a good job. I think there was a show, there was a TV show that they made. It featured the same guy that, that played the thing. Do you remember this TV show? It's like a. I want to. I keep wanting to say it was Modern Family, but it was like a family. Oh, like the supers or something, or the superheroes. It was like or, a, yeah. yeah, they all had powers, and it was 
a lot of what I would have liked the the film to be, which was really just the family dynamic of them having those powers. And that was the story before they threw in Dr. Doom in the film. And I think it worked really well. You know, it was just them contending with what did you do to us? <laughs> you know? The, the actor Maybe. that they, they had cast um, for the thing that was Michael Chiklis. I actually think he was perfectly cast. He was the perfect yeah. person to play the thing. I did not like the way he played the thing, though. I think the way that he chose, if he had just, if he'd played him like he, he played like the shield on the shield, you know, I, I didn't like the way he changed his voice. I guess his voice would normally be a perfect thing or Ben Grimm, but he changed his voice to be kind of slowed down and, hey, you know, really, you know, nah. New York it up. And it was like, no, he's already <laughs> got that accent. He should just play it like that. Though I have I told you my let me tell you my dream casting for the thing though. Um, okay, first off, I, my dream casting for Reed Richards is John Hamm. I think he would be ideal. My my really dream cast though to be beside him would be George Lopez as the thing. I want George <laughs> Lopez to be the thing. I think he would be perfect as the thing. Um, Oddly, I can actually see that he does seem to have a lot of the attitudes of the thing. <laughs> I is I could just I just want him talking about his uh, well you know what my aunt, my aunt Petunia used to say I, I don't know I just totally I don't know I think he'd be perfect I can see that I can actually definitely see that <laughs> I don't know I never would have thought of John Hamm as Reed Richards I guess I don't think I don't think of Reed Richards being that handsome like being that leading man but I, you you do have this idea of him as the alpha male in that he's sense. totally yeah he i mean everybody thinks like smart people got to be nerdy and it just was never the case with reed richards he just was never i you know i always thought that uh the 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 actor that i think would be most if i could pick throughout time who would be the actor that would be perfect for uh reed richards would be the professor from gilligan's island <laughs> <laughs> I think he looks the most like uh, Reed Richards in the comic books. I think he totally, and he's totally the the style of professor they were basing that character on. If he weren't already Doctor Strange, I would go with Benedict Cumberbatch. That would have been my Reed Richards. Really interesting. Yes, <laughs> yes. I mean that's that's the character that I see for Reed Richards. Is he's smart? He's he's not. You know. I would not think of him as alpha male. I would think of him as smart and and confident and very much, you know, on his own on his own level, far smart. You know, he's Sherlock, you know. He's anybody who could play Sherlock well probably could play my Reed Richards. <laughs> but whatever the case, we gotta say that Chris Evans was definitely the perfect human torch. Just to bring this back to the full circle here. <laughs> he was. He was absolutely the perfect human torch. So I was he, just watching that film last week. And just enjoying it. And a completely different, you know, playing a cocksure, you know, character like that. And then being able to pivot to being the, the super moral uh, Captain America, which is his superpower, by the way, being moral. <laughs> I think True. that's Captain America's ultimate power. So then, Dave, what is the best superhero movie? Oh, God. <laughs> this is so tough. Oh, I found that show. It was No Ordinary Family, by the way. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think I watched an episode of that. I looked like it was fun. Boy, you know, I it, it, it's so tough because I feel like the best made film was Unbreakable. I, from a from a from a pure filmmaking standpoint, 
Unbreakable was the best made film. From a superhero, you know, just capturing the feeling of a comic book, Into the Spider-Verse, hands down. But they were a cartoon, so that's almost <laughs> like it's unfair to, to, to do that. Um, I see that. I see that. So it's almost unfair. Winter Soldier was... So the, it, it's by far the tightest superhero film. It is mm-hmm. so tight. And everybody's so well-defined. The story is really, really well told. And there's just no fat in that film. It is just... It's just kind of a round, circular film. It's just... It's like really... It's just a perfect film, right? You know, with it did exactly what it tried to do. And I feel like they didn't have to compromise anything to make that film exactly, exactly what it was. Yeah, yeah, it, it was what it was, and it, it did really well. Logan, though, boy, Logan was such a. I mean, for the, the for for it's part of the X Men universe, which means it's not faithful to right, the source right. material, and so you have to you have to account for that. But if you don't. If it doesn't need to be faithful to the source material, that is such a mature telling of 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 superhero stories. That is just such a mature, well done film. I, you know, I, Infinity War. I, I think I mentioned earlier that it it did about as well as could be expected for a film that was of that scope. However, that's not good enough. It was not a perfect film. It had flaws. So I'm going to take that out of the running. I mean, I, I do feel like Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse is a little bit of a cheat. I mean, it's it's comic book visuals are inherently innovative, and if you can inf- if you can fit those into the a movie screen, it's artsy. It's artsy. Yes. That movie was an artsy film, and they did a wonderful job of capturing that comic book feel. Uh, and I would think that would probably win, but I feel like it's a little bit of a cheat. It's 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 almost unfair to allow it. So I think Unbreakable, I think, is, is like a really, you know, art, artistically sound film, but I don't think it's quite as enjoyable, ultimately, as either Captain America, The Winter Soldier, or Logan. Have you seen Logan in black and white? Have you seen the noir cut? No, I haven't. Is that... It's it's basically, they just did it with, they just made it black and white, and it's beautiful, actually. Is it? Oh, yeah. bad. Well, I haven't seen that, so because I haven't seen that, I can't... I you know I'm I'm gonna have to go with the Winter Soldier. I am. I'm gonna have to go with that. Wow, uh, if we agree I on think the same we, film, yeah. Do so, yeah. So that's that's. Uh, were there any other contenders in your mind other than I mean Spider Verse you, you mentioned, but were there any other ones? Spider Verse. I mean, my other one really was the first Avengers because of the feat that it was of what it. I mean, the, just the moment where you had all of the Avengers together, and that. You know, the way that it hadn't been done before and the the groundbreaking nature of that and how it felt to see that. If if best meant most important, which maybe it does, then I think that is definitely it is probably the most important superhero film that I can think of just because it created the whole I mean, it really brought together the whole extended universe type of thing. I could see that, but I didn't like the film as much. <laughs> I, I thought other, it, go ahead. I was going to say, my other one, which uh, may be, you know, a little out there, was really, um, was Deadpool. 
Oh, yeah. yeah. Which was so on point with the character, mm-hmm. so on point with the Deadpool world of comics in that sense. And Ryan Reynolds just killed it. The first, you know, you're right. The first Deadpool, um, and, and in fact, I, I'm kind of surprised I didn't put that down, but that would have been a contender because it is, it does everything it wants to do. And especially after the the horrible showing of Deadpool in X-Men Origins. <laughs> yes. The fact that they were willing to do it again with the same actor, <laughs> I was like, wow, that's pretty impressive. Well, so we, we actually agree on the Winter Soldier. That's pretty amazing. That I think that means that it's a... Uh that we're absolutely right, and that is the best superhero film ever. So we don't want to be hearing any emails from you guys uh, telling us we're wrong. However, if you want to make fun of us anyway, uh, you can get a hold of us at heroicpod at gmail.com. Or you can get in touch with us on our social media uh, at Heroic Origins on Facebook, on Instagram, and uh, on Twitter, right? Okay, that about wraps up uh, the superhero sidebar, or maybe I should say superhero sidebar! And we'll be back next week, hopefully, with our big crossover episode. So until then, stay tuned. Keep on hero smithing. Welcome to the Heroic Origins Podcast. We are having an emergency lightning round because we've decided that we needed a new character for our big crossover event. Uh, The reason why is because we had eh, just sort of off screen, we had talked about how off screen, off mic, we had. (laughs) The reason we're doing this is because off mic, we had talked about how we felt like the baker as part of the baker's dozen should actually be a consciousness that's shared by all of the students, that that's sort of the role that the baker has in the baker's dozen. However, if we turn the baker into a disembodied voice, that means we only have five of the, uh, the actual baker's dozen. And the idea was always that the baker's dozen was going to be six characters that had originally Which been was- 12 well, there, there originally the idea had been that it was going to be 12 students. It's going to be 12, 12 students plus the baker who was their, the instructor. their teacher. Yeah. But the magical accident had whittled them down to only six. Um, so we still want to have that sixth person, but we don't know who that sixth person is. So we're going to start a lightning round here to, uh, to figure out that character. So starting right now. Well, okay. I was going to say, should we inform what the word was that we originated the Baker's Dozen off of? The original word was quern, but I think we can go back corn. and listen to the episode. So we're, okay. we're trying right now. We're, we we decided it was about bread making, and we decided that we had been previously looking at the twelve steps of bread making. Um, panning, see panning. I think the panhandler is totally the right name for a character. But I think panhandler makes it sound like they're just out begging for change. Well, they kind That's of, the they don't have jobs. Of. They're living, they're, they're, they're actually kind of, they're living. But they a, do. They Remember, they live in the food desert and they actually can provide food still for that food desert. That was their, that's they, why they're locally. 
Uh, yeah, but I think they're making. Is... I think they're making the food out of themselves. You know, out of magic or something. <laughs> oh. Um, um, but shaping and panning. I mean, okay, we got. Okay, we, got we got. We, can... we got a minute left, man. Um, okay. Okay. I think we can go with something about the grinding. We, we could go back to the mill. You know, maybe it's a stone grinder, or or they could be the dough. <laughs> Well, here we go. Oven spring, the initial rapid expansion of low volume. Oh, oh, that's a, what if you have somebody who grows? Crusty. Oh, that's not a bad idea. The, o- the oven spring, the oven spring. That's actually a cool name too. Oven spring. The-, the initial rapid expansion of low volume that is caused when the trapped gases in the dough expand as a result of the high heat of the oven. The yeast remains active in its final fermentation process till it is killed by a temperature of about 145 degrees. There's also coagulation of proteins and gelatin as a formation and yeah. browning of the crust. I think it should be oven spring, and I think it should be a growth power. We have we have 15 okay. seconds left. 15 seconds okay, left. Okay, oven spring or crust. I'm, I'm up for either of those. If you like oven spring, let's do we're, oven we're spring. Oven spring, their powers, oven they can grow is. to large uh, size. They can All expand. Right. Okay. All right. Oh, All right. hold on. Here we we beat the clock. <laughs> that has been a successful lightning round at Heroic Origins. <laughs>